0: Came, okay. touch their cold to my yeah. Now my guilt is gone, my sin has been forgiven. Somebody praise the Lord.
1: good evening everyone um isn't it wonderful that it's raining outside I know some of you maybe got wet coming in but hallelujah for the rain I am just so excited so excited that we have some rain tonight Um, I just want to give a quick prayer and And we'll get started. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for this time together, Lord. This time for us to come together and to worship you in your house, Lord. Thank you for the rain, Lord. And rain in our hearts, Lord, as we worship you, as we seek you this evening, Lord, that you would reign in our hearts and lives in all that we do. We give you all the glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Why don't y'all stand on your feet so we can worship father we just thank you for the privilege that it is that we have got to come into your house and the freedom Lord that we have to come into your house to worship you God we just want to lift up your praises to you tonight God for your blessings pour down on us in Jesus name amen there is a truth older than the ages there is a promise of things yet to come there is one born of our salvation jesus there is a light that overwhelms the darkness there is a kingdom that forever reigns there is freedom from the chains that bind us. Here's Jesus, Jesus, who walks on the water, who speaks to the sea, who stands in the fire beside us. There is a name I call in times of trouble There is a song That comforts in the night There is a voice That calms the storm That rages He is Jesus Jesus He walks on he speaks to the sea he stands in the fire beside me he roars like a lion he you bled as a lamb you carry my healing in your hands Jesus there is no one like you Jesus there is no one like you Jesus Just have your way in this service, God. Father, just open our hearts to be receptive, God, and our ears to hear your voice, God. Father, just flood, just flood our spirits with your presence, God, as we cry out to you tonight, God. Yes, Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at I- the center of it all, from beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus, Jesus, sing that with us, Jesus at the center of it all. beginning to the end it will always be it's always been you jesus jesus and nothing else matters nothing in this world will do jesus you're the same beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus, Jesus, and from my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center, it's all about you, it's all about It's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. It's all about you. And Jesus be the center of your church. be the center of your church and every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess you Jesus Jesus from my heart to the heavens Jesus be the center it's all about you. It's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. It's all. it's all about you from my heart to the heavens jesus be the center it's all about you it's all Center, Lord. Be the center, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank
1: oh, you, Jesus. thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are our center, Lord. You are the center of our universe. You created us, you created this universe, and you are our center. Everything revolves around you. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to always keep you at the center, Lord. To help us, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. To always keep you at the center of our lives, the center of our church, the center of our world. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless this service, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all may be seated. Um, I have a few announcements before I take prayer requests. Heart to Heart is this Tuesday at 6 p.m. And, um... I don't know if it's going to be back there or over in the youth because there's still a lot of stuff back there. So it's liable to be in the youth building. Um, But we're going to have sandwiches and contact Marla if you can bring anything. And I think um, from what Jason said, we're going to sort of like plan out the year. So we really want you to be there and to put in your input and um, to pray together too because we always get together and pray. And there's nothing more powerful than God's people getting together and pray. Amen. Um, Also, this Saturday is the Friends and Honor Star crowning in Oklahoma City at Crossroads. Bailey is crowned as a friend and Tegan as an honor star and anybody who wants to go. Um, You can either meet them there at 1 or the van is going to leave the church at 10 a.m. If you want to go and support Bailey and Tegan and all the hard work they did in order to get this honor. Um, They memorized a lot of scripture and hid that word in their heart, and we are very, very proud of them. Um, we do need to continue remembering um, there, there is an updated prayer list out there that Chasen did, um, but we need to be sure and remember um, Debbie Wright, Marla's sister. Um, she is declining and is probably going to meet Jesus soon. And so be in prayer for Marla um, as she goes through this and is there for her sister. Um. What other prayer requests do we have tonight? Anybody got anything special or a praise report? yes thank you for the rain you're right sister nancy yes yes Ladonna. yes yes we need to all be in prayer for wisdom for the board and the um whatever you call it the pulpit committee um that they would have wisdom and that um that you know i truly believe that God has the exact right person for this church body. You know, God is in control, and he's the one that tells people to go and tells people to come, and we need to all be praying, and I like what Brother Duck said, fasting and praying, that the right person, that God would call that person, and that, that call, person would listen and come. Yes, because he does have the exact right person for us, and I truly believe that. We need to... I was so excited to see Ronnie Burns in Church Sunday, um, but, but he still has a little bit more healing to go, even though, thankfully, he got rid of all the excess baggage he was having to carry around with him. And um, there's a lot of people on here. Alan's Uncle James Curran, who is still on the list, he is still fighting um, staph infections. And um, it's just really, really hard for him to get around. And um, he really needs prayer. And of course, it was really hard for him to lose his big sister. Um, So that was a blow to him when he was already in bad health. And so please be praying for James Curran. Um, And there's uh, lots of others on here. Anybody else have anything special? Oh, yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely we need to pray for open hearts that are softened to receive the word of God and for people to speak forth the word of God to them so that they can hear the word and come to know our Lord Jesus because we want everybody um, to come to know the Lord. Let's pray tonight. Lord I just pray and lift up this church body to you Lord. Oh Lord Jesus. So many are hurting and puzzled and don't know what to do. And, Lord, we just ask that you give peace and calm and wisdom to this church body, that you would anoint afresh the uh, deacons and um, the people on the pulpit committee and the board, the all of them, Lord, that you would anoint them afresh for what you called them to do. Lord, they were uh, elected, and we believe, by your anointing and by your call. And so we ask that you give them that wisdom that they need, Lord, in order to lead the church and in order to find the pastor that is right for this church Lord so we ask for that Lord we thank you Lord for your goodness and your grace in our lives we ask you to be with Marla and David and their family Lord with Debbie's children Lord Lord as she, as she passes into your arms Lord that she would be at peace Lord in you Lord we thank you that she does know you Lord and that when she reaches you Lord she'll be out of pain Lord and totally healed and we thank you for that Lord we thank you for that lord we just ask for healing for so many on this list lord here in this church body lord that need healing we ask for healing for um the welches for bud and betty lord ladonna's parents lord that you would bring healing into their bodies lord we ask that you bring healing into garland lord and with sandra lord and so many on this list lord that need healing lonnie and kathy and Uh, Larry and Connor McDougall. Lord, I just call out so many names here on this list that need healing, Lord. And we ask that you be with them and that by your stripes, we believe it, Lord, that by your stripes they were healed and made whole. And we thank you for it in advance. Now be with us this evening, Lord, as we seek you in your word and try to grow closer to you and to know you better, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, I told him I wanted a a pulpit or platform or whatever down here because I wanted to be down with the peoples because I just feel funny up there. I have not preached in a long time, and that's okay because um, God is good, and he gave me a word that I feel like is for y'all. And he wanted me to speak on sacrificial love you know in matthew 22 37 to 39 he said to him you shall love the lord your god with all of your heart with all of your soul and with all of your mind this is the great and first commandment but a second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets well we all know the sacrifice of love that jesus did for us John 3.16 is the scripture that led me to believe in Jesus when I was a little girl. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. He gave his life for us that we might be saved. That's sacrificial love. He took stripes for us that we might be healed. That's sacrificial love. We would all agree that he represents sacrificial love. But how did Jesus say for us to love? Because we're not him, but if we're Christians, we're little Christs, right? And so how did Jesus say for us to love? In Luke 6:27, I think he's gonna put it up there um, in the New King James, but I'm actually gonna read it to you in the voice. If you're listening, here's my message keep loving your enemies no matter what they do keep doing good to those who hate you keep speaking blessings on those who curse you keep praying for those who mistreat you if someone strikes you on one cheek offer the other cheek too and if someone steals your coat offer him your shirt too if someone begs from you give to him if someone robs you of your valuables Don't demand them back. Think of the kindness you wish others would show you and do the same for them. Listen, what's the big deal if you love people who already love you? Even scoundrels do that much. So what if you do good to those who do good to you? Even scoundrels do that much. So what if you lend to people who are likely to repay you? Even scoundrels lend to scoundrels if they think they'll be fully repaid. If you want to be extraordinary, love your enemies. Do good without restraint. Lend with abandon. Don't expect anything in return. And then you'll receive the truly great reward. You'll be children of the Most High. For God is kind to the ungrateful and those who are wicked. So imitate God and be truly compassionate the way your Father is. Father, I just lift up to you this word that you have given me tonight, Lord. That you would birth it in all of our hearts, Lord. That we would truly follow you. That we would truly imitate you in sacrificial love. And be little Christ-like ones in the world around us. Doing like Sister Suzanne said, drawing people unto you so that they may know you too open our hearts to receive tonight lord in jesus name amen Amen. so the thing about expecting nothing in return when you give and you don't expect anything you don't expect them to repay it you just give it and if they repay you fine and if they don't that's fine too but it actually protects and guards your heart and god says for us to guard our heart right if you're not expecting something in return you're not expecting to be paid back then if they don't pay you back you're not going to get offended and you're not going to get your feelings hurt it's hard to be offended if you weren't expecting anything to begin with if you go back to verse 27 28 where it says bless those who curse you pray for those who abuse you in the esv And I don't know, a lot of you um, may have listened to Joyce Meyer over the years. I have off and on. But her story of abuse and forgiveness of her father is phenomenal. It is such an example to people. Because he abused her, molested her all through her childhood and teen years. And she was very bitter when she left home. But as she came to know the Lord and as the Lord grew her up, Then as her parents aged, I mean, she was mad at her mom, too, because her mom sort of ignored everything going on. So, but the Lord told her, you buy them a home for their old age to live in. But God, no, you buy them a home, and then you take care of them, because they're your father and your mother, no matter what they have done, They're still your father and your mother, and you're supposed to honor your father and your mother. And so she worked. It helped her in a way by giving to her mom and dad, by giving and taking care of them in their old age, as they that it helped her to finally forgive and let it all go. So that eventually, her father, with tears running down his face, accepted the Lord Jesus, and she was able to baptize him up in his 80s before he died. And he cried, and he was really sorry and told her how sorry he was for all he had done. Because she forgave. She loved him with a sacrificial love. Pray for those who abuse you. Bless those who curse you. Offer the other cheek. As you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. So I used to, when I was in India, you see, a lot, you see people now and then here begging on the streets, but not a lot. But in India, it's like a constant thing and a lot of it is little kids but what you soon learn is most of those little kids are actually owned by somebody who is getting them to go out there and beg and then they have to give the money to that adult who is running them and so you're not really helping the child I mean it breaks your heart because you see a child on the street who's hungry and they look hungry and they're skinny and scrawny and dirty and and you want to help them but you don't want to help the person who is running them. And so um, a lot of us started just carrying food around in our purses and in our backpacks so that we could actually give the child food to eat and not give money, which wasn't gonna go to them at all. So that I could always give, but not help the ones that we're controlling. Because we want to give. We want to help those that are in trouble. But are we willing to lay down our lives for others? Because he said to Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 16, 24, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Are we willing to lay down our lives for others? I mean we see people in the military go and lay down their lives and that's one kind we see missionaries who live everything behind their parents and grandparents their grandkids their kids when their kids go get ready to start college they have to bring their kids here and then fly halfway around the world away i mean i can't even imagine well i can because i left my son but he was grown by then so it, it's it, it, it it's hard I have friends doing that now, that they're here getting, leaving their baby boy at college, and then they're going to fly all the way back to India, half a world away, not there from, to call in an emergency because they'll be half a world away. They're laying their life down for Jesus. How about Mary? We look at Mary. Have you ever thought about the fact that when the angel appeared to her and told her, what God was asking of her she just willingly said sure Lord I'll do it but she would have known that there was a good chance she'd get stoned because back in that day I mean the Bible talks about Joseph wanting to quietly divorce her but in reality he could have had her stoned because she was pregnant before marriage but he didn't And then he didn't even divorce her because he believed the angel when the angel appeared to him. And so he took her in. But she risked everything, her life, to bear a child, to be obedient to the Lord. And the call that he had on her life. Even though he didn't divorce her and they lived together, still, you know, small town life everybody would have known that she was pregnant before they got together before they got married and so and you ever thought about that that when they came back from egypt they still went to nazareth where they were when they first got married before they went to bethlehem so everybody in town when jesus was growing up everybody knew you know about mary and joseph and you know she was pregnant when they got married but She did it anyway. There was always talk, always gossip. But she knew all this and willingly laid down her dreams, her reputation to say yes to God. What are we giving up for others? Sometimes people in other countries um, have to go... They go without electricity for long periods of time. A lot of time, there was one point when I was in El Salvador that I had electricity for two hours in the morning and three hours at night. And so i would like um but i had a neighbor who had electricity all the time so i would freeze um coat bottles the big two liter coat bottles of water in the uh, freezer and then during that two hours i would bring them down and put them in my fridge so when when the electricity went off that i had a real ice box (laughs) you can tell i i read a lot of little house on the prairie right so i knew about ice boxes (laughs) um but people go without hot water they don't have ac or not central heat maybe little heaters here and there and they live in concrete buildings and they don't have all the many blessings that we have here in the u.s people leave their families and their kids and their grandkids and they go and they give up stuff what are we giving up to see the gospel move forward As Sister Suzanne said, people's hearts have to be softened, but how do their hearts get softened? Sacrificial love. When they see people sacrificially loving each other and sacrificially loving others, including them, then it softens their heart so that the Holy Spirit can work in them and draw them to Jesus, and they can come to know Jesus. Because isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that what it's about? It's all about him. Can we give up a meal or a Starbucks coffee? I haven't had one in so long. I don't even know what they cost anymore, but I know five or six years ago, uh, last time I went to a Starbucks was probably when Alan and I were dating. (laughs) We just needed some place to go and hang out, you know? So it was worth paying five bucks for a coffee. But I mean, you know, if, if, $5 $5 doesn't seem like a lot, but $5 once a week is $20 to $25 a month. $25 a month adds up a lot over the year when you consider them. If you remember when we did the big missions thing, we asked you, could you do $25? Well, that's one Starbucks a week. It's not a lot in order to put the gospel out there in places that we can't go or don't want to go. Or have not been called to go and how about the soup kitchen it was so much fun when the ladies of the church got together and we did the food and we went to the soup kitchen kitchen and served that time but you know it doesn't have to be just when we're organized it can be you helping at the soup kitchen anytime with your time or with money because of course they got to buy food to cook to feed the people so we do have a soup kitchen because there are poor people in our area that don't have a lot or live on the streets and they need a hot meal? And what about the single mom who lives down the street from you who maybe needs help keeping her car running because she didn't have the money for a mechanic? Or she needs somebody to babysit for one hour or two hours just so she can go have a little sanity and quiet for a little bit in the areas where there's the most unreached people groups in the world the assemblies of god have teams called live dead teams when pastor was doing the thing on missions i mentioned them briefly they live out sacrificial love for each other and for the unbelieving neighbors in order to show the world the love of god it's not only missionaries though who are called to live dead we all are because jesus told us to take up our cross Isn't that living dead? Really, it is. It's, It's crucifying our flesh in order to live unto him. We need to live out that sacrificial love for each other as well as for the unsaved living around us. For the unbelieving neighbors in order to show the world the love of God. Every believer has been called to live dead, to take up their cross and follow Jesus. There was a missionary in a Muslim country who came down with cancer. This is probably seven or eight years ago, maybe more. And he and his wife separately heard from the Lord as they were praying for wisdom on treatments and praying for healing. They both heard separately that he wasn't going to live, that he was going to go home to Jesus. But he was going to Die out loud because he was going to stay there. He wasn't going to come home to his family and friends and home church and American medical. Instead, he was going to stay there. And as he walked through that journey to Jesus, he was going to show his Muslim friends and neighbors and business partners, or not partners, but business people that he worked with, Who Jesus is even in death in life and in death by dying well by dying with peace and joy because he wasn't giving up something that was greater than what he was going to he was giving up something that wasn't anything in comparison to what he was going through and Jesus Would not only greet him there, but Jesus was with him as he walked through it. As he walked through the pain, as he walked through saying goodbye to his wife and his children. They had children there. And then afterwards, well, actually, in the last bit, he and his wife started a book. And she finished it after he passed. There was a huge funeral there. um, And many, many Muslims got to hear the word of God. After seeing somebody died to self crucify self and to die out loud with sacrificial love because he loved those Muslims and knew that they needed to see it and to see what real love was all about he lived out the gospel for them as he died in John 15 13 greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends and first john three sixteen. by this we know love that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers who's the brothers are we the brothers we're the brothers so we should be laying down our lives for each other as well as for our neighbors and the unsaved family people and neighbors and work people that we know that need to know jesus for we're all called to live dead to lay aside our desires our wants in order to give of our lives to others so that others can come to know jesus unbelievers receiving love with no strings attached might be drawn to jesus it might soften their hearts unbelievers seeing how we love each other forgive each other care for each other will know that we are Christians by our love. Little Christ ones. And I know almost all of you in here are old enough to remember that psalm. They will know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They will know we are Christians by our love. But if we're not living in love with each other, they're not going to know that we are Christians by our love. They have to be able to see it. And they see it by us laying down our lives for each other and for the neighborhood and the world around us. So how do we live dead? How do we live that kind of sacrificial love? Um, I'm going to read this out of the voice again. Romans 12, 2, 1 and 2. Brothers and sisters, in light of all I have shared with you about God's mercies, I urge you to offer your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice to God, a sacred offering that brings him pleasure. This is your reasonable, essential worship. Do not allow this world to mold you in its own image. Instead, be transformed from the inside out by renewing your mind. As a result, you'll be able to discern what God wills and whatever God finds good and pleasing and complete. So it's all about letting him transform us from the inside out because we, we're not Jesus, but he lives inside of us. And so we can allow him to mold us and to make us and to help us to live that sacrificial life love by abiding in him that's the number one principle of the live dead teams um over the live dead teams are in like africa and in the muslim countries and in the, in china and so forth because you need other people agreeing with you and being the light because where you're in a country that has such a small percentage of christians a lot of times people forget how much light we still have in this country it may seem like the darkness is winning but there is still a lot of light here just in this room all of us are if we could just see the light coming off of us because of jesus in us but in country like a muslim country There are so few, so a little light here and a little light there, and so when they're they're moved there in teams, they have light that's all together. So it makes it like a bonfire of light, shining forth and pushing back the darkness. Because you got to push back the darkness in order to shine forth and give forth the word and make room for the word in people's lives. You got to push back that darkness, and you push it back with the light. And by abiding in him. And so that's their number one principle is to abide in Jesus every day. No matter what else you get done that day, doesn't matter. But you have to abide in Jesus. And it varies team to team. But many of them do a minimum of 10%, like a tithe of their time of the day. So two and a half hours. First thing in the morning early, before they ever do anything else, they're spending time in the Word, spending time in praise and worship, spending time with Jesus, just listening to hear what he might say and to tell them. They prayer walk, which is something that we can easily do in this country. You can prayer walk your neighborhood. And if you live out in the country, partner up with somebody who lives in town and prayer walk that neighborhood now if you can't prayer walk the neighborhood sit in your chair and pray you do what you can do as god calls you to do it but prayer walking just to push back the darkness or as pastor gary used to say you know you drive by some place that you know is probably not a good place you know you can pray against it and pray for jesus to come there there's a lot that we can do to push back the darkness living dead is only accomplished by abiding in jesus reading and rereading his Word shines the light on the areas in our own lives that are more conformed to the world versus conformed to his word and his way of doing things because sacrificial love is not easy and if we try to do it in our own strength we'll probably fall flat on our faces but with Holy Spirit within us, abiding in Jesus and allowing him to do that transforming work in us. But we have to give him the time. Spending quality time in his presence as only he, through Holy Spirit, can help us to crucify the flesh and live unselfishly, to put others' needs before our own wants and needs. Because that's not easy. You know, it's a lot easier to be selfish than it is to be unselfish. I mean, let's just get real. You know, It is. It is. But on the other hand, if we're going to abide in Jesus and allow him to transform us, because we don't want to conform to the world, if we don't want to conform to the world, then we got to watch what we're putting in. Because garbage in, garbage out. Light in, light out. Yeah. How much TV do I watch? Well, I don't watch TV. Sports? But I listen to podcasts, and most of the podcasts are not preaching, you know. They're, they're secular people uh, on items that I'm interested in, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when I realize that I'm listening to more podcasts than I am doing praise and worship as I drive around um, in my car, I do a lot of driving, then I realize, oops, okay, it's time to cut that back put on that praise and worship music and start spending time with Jesus because I should spend more time with Jesus than I do listening to podcasts or playing my video games because I love video games. Yeah, I may not have a TV, but I do play video games, so there you go. (laughs) We all have our something, don't we? So, but it's the sort of thing that only as we spend time with the Lord every day are we going to realize and allow him to put his finger on something that may not be bad in of itself but isn't the best for us in our life right then for instance when i first um, came back to the lord so after my divorce i backslid and was living out in the world and was not a good girl at all but when i turned my life back over to the lord One of the things is I spent time with him that he put his finger on was not something bad. It was my books. I had a huge collection of Agatha Christie books and if you know anything about Agatha Christie she's an English writer from way back when when all books were clean and so they're mystery books that are very clean and so I was like Um, mystery book of the month. You know, I got a new Agatha Christie every month and was doing this huge collection and stuff. But the Lord put his finger on that and said, do you need, it wasn't a matter of just the $10 a month for the book. It was a matter of how much time are you spending on that versus in the word. Because you got some catching up to good girl because you've been out in the world and you need to get all that out And me in my word in and so I gave them all to a friend at church because there was nothing bad about them per se and there was nothing wrong with her reading them but for me at that point in time it was something I had to get rid of something I had to lay down to crucify my flesh in order to follow the Lord in sacrificial love if someone looked at your life would they see Jesus Or would they see the world's way of doing things? When someone's in trouble at work, do they come to you for prayer or for secular advice? Do they know that you're a praying person and that you'll pray for them? Or do they just ask you for your thoughts because they don't know any different? Are we being forgiving? or are we holding grudges are we taking offense for stuff that people do or don't do you know well if i was doing it i would do it this way or if i was they shouldn't be doing that well no well maybe they shouldn't but is it any of our business it's god's business that's what prayer's for you just lift them up to the lord and leave it alone as long as they're not hurting somebody obviously Do we forgive and release people for Father God to deal with? Because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It's not our place. It's his place to deal with them. And he will, especially when we're talking a brother or sister in Christ. That's why he he says for us, you know, there wouldn't be any gossip if everybody did what the Bible said and just went directly to the person and said, hey, i see this going on but maybe i'm seeing it wrong can you explain to me what's going on let's straighten this out one on one isn't that what the bible says to do yeah and then if they're admitting i mean they're obviously doing something that is highly sinful and so forth there's a pattern to do for taking correction within the church but it's all done in a particular pattern and in a particular way and very openly not behind everybody's backs or anything like that because the lord will take care of his children just like you'll spank your kids god will spank his kids too they'll take care of them are we generous in our giving not just with monetary things but with our time do we only give things and money but not our time to others like helping at the soup kitchen helping like i said the single mom that lives down the road you know or the elderly neighbor who needs their um that needs their lawn mowed or their gutters cleaned or something that they can't do because they shouldn't be up on a ladder anymore or anything? Do we volunteer at church? We need nursery workers. (laughs) Yes. Sunday school teachers, greeters, set up and clean up at events, visiting those who can't get out of their homes or at nursing homes and so forth. And I know with COVID, it made it very different with nursing homes, but they are opening up now, and people are lonely. They haven't had anybody come to see them for years, years now. Do we stop and pray or listen to someone's heart when they're running errands? Do we stop and make time, like when we're running errands, is how I meant that. For instance, more than once, I've prayed for somebody in the middle of Walmart, Because we ran into each other in the aisle, and we didn't even know each other. But it was obvious they were having a hard time. And all they needed was someone saying, hey, are you okay? For them to just dump. And that's okay. That's okay. Because we just then dump it on Jesus. And we shine the light, and we love them, and we let them know that Jesus cares what they're going through. And Jesus loves them. When's the last time you took a meal to a sick neighbor and offered to pray for them? Do we stop and make time for other people? What am I sacrificing to proclaim Jesus to the people around us, to the area that God has called me to? Are we giving to missions? Are we helping with local evangelism projects? Are we helping others, volunteering at church, and so forth? First John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, but he hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Sacrificial love. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. I think there's a pattern here. He keeps repeating it. 1 John 3, 14. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. I want to abide in Jesus. How about you? First John 4, 8, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And finally, 1 Corinthians 16, 14, let all that you do be done in love. All that you do, work is under the Lord. Whether you work for someone else, yourself, or you're doing household chores or repairs, do as under the Lord obey and honor your mother and father not just the kids that's not just for kids that's for us too definitely to honor them we got to free up time to help the elders in our families out with chores they can no longer easily do volunteer to help and just go do it and i know some of you are the elders and i understand that (laughs) but Sometimes we have to just go and do and help without them having to ask us, without them having to swallow their pride and admit they can't do it anymore. I mean, that's hard. That's hard to admit you can't do something anymore that you want to be able to do still. And so it's hard. That's one reason when Alan and I got married, five years, it'll be five years in October, woo-hoo, that we decided to move near his mama because she was 85 years old and we knew that she would need us and that as time goes on she'd need us more and more and she did and we needed to be close and I am so glad that we were living dead living with sacrificial love is all about putting Jesus and others first living unselfishly is it easy no Crucifying your flesh is hard work, but so rewarding as we ask Holy Spirit to do the work within us. Is our heart broken for the lost? I cannot get Brother Hubert's voice out of my head. There's some going to hell. Do we think about that every day? Who's the people that you know that they're probably going to hell? And we need to pray for them and cry out for them and then do lay down our lives for them so that hopefully they come to know Jesus too and they go to heaven instead of hell. Let all that you do be done in love. Let's be known as the church that loves The church that includes everyone that walks in these doors. The church that is known for being friendly. The church that draws people in because we love. The church that grows because love is here and because Jesus loves everyone. It's all about him, church. It is all about him. It's not about us and what we want. It's about him and proclaiming him and the church growing from people coming to know him, not just church hoppers. We need people who come to know him because it's all about growing the kingdom. That's what it's all about. So let's abide in him and allow him to do a work in us individually and as a church so that we will be loved to the world around us. I don't know about you, but I don't want anyone to go to hell let's love them into the kingdom let me pray for y'all and then sherry's gonna put on some music for us to come and pray lord i thank you for this opportunity that you gave me to share your heart share your heart for a lost and dying world who is going to hell and that we need to love just as you laid down your life for us we need to lay down our lives for them with sacrificial love that we could bring people into your kingdom lord to show them how great is your love i thank you lord for that opportunity Lord, right now, I know this is all home folks, Lord, but Lord, there's people watching online, Lord, and I don't know who they might be, and they may not know you. And so, Lord, right now, I give the opportunity for anyone who is not positive that they are going to heaven, that they don't know for sure that that's where they're going, that they would come to know you. All you have to do is ask Jesus to forgive your sins. And lay down your wants for his. Give him your life because he already gave his life to you. Make him the Lord of your life. Not just your Savior who saves you from your sins because, yes, he does that. But also that he would be Lord of your life for you to follow and obey all the days of your life with him as king of your life. Lord, I ask now that you move in the hearts of, of the people that were here, Lord. You would draw them unto you, Lord, as we seek you in prayer. Amen. Y'all come on and have a time of prayer. I hope that you will pray for a little bit at the altars or where you're at and really abide in him and ask him to show you how you can live with sacrificial love.
0: For your glory. It's not about me, as if you should do things my way. You alone are God, and I surrender to your ways.